history, people don't really understand love. This means even if they use the word, I love you, they can't really practice it, can they? To love something is to take it as a part of yourself. Doing this naturally means that their best interest becomes a part of your best interests. Doing this means you can't hurt them without hurting yourself, too. Doing this also makes it pretty easy to prioritize needs. For example, if someone needs medical help because they're hurt, and we need food because we're hungry, it will be easy, if we take that person as a part of ourselves, to prioritize their need for medical help. This mutual caretaking of each other's best interests is ultimately what creates trust in a relationship. But even people who understand this at its most basic level can fall into a very damaging relationship pattern that can ruin relationships. And seeing this pattern is what it takes to not fall into that trap. At this point in human history, we are raised to believe that love implies selflessness and self-sacrifice. We believe that love implies putting somebody's best interests over our own, sacrificing ours for theirs. This is drastically different than prioritizing needs in relationships. We also expect this from other people. When this is our definition of love, what we expect is for other people to prioritize our best interests over their own. We expect them to self-sacrifice. That's how we know they love us. Because of this, the relationship inevitably becomes a fight over whose best interests are most important at any given moment. It becomes a zero-sum game under the guise of love. To understand the concept of the zero-sum game in depth, watch my video titled The Zero-Sum Game, What is a Zero-Sum Game and How to End One? Anytime a needs or desires conflict arises, we expect them to do what is best for us, even if they have to go against their own best interests to do it. We expect them to willingly lose that zero-sum game, and if they don't, we decide it's because they're self-centered and cruel and they don't love us. For example, imagine that a woman enters into a relationship with a man. This man lives in an intentional community, and he loves it. He also doesn't want children. She's completely the opposite. She wants to live in a single-family home, a traditional way, with just him, and she's ready to start a family. In the beginning, it seems like they're on the same page, but as the relationship goes on, it's obvious they aren't. She's always miserable when she's with the community, and no matter how nice their time is when it's just the two of them, he never changes his mind and keeps bringing her back to the community. Neither of them face the incompatibility and decide together what to do with it, so it begins to feel like he's simply fine seeing her in pain. She decides that if he loved her, he couldn't see her in this amount of pain, and would choose to leave the community and get himself in the mental space to have a child. He doesn't, because this is the opposite of his best interests. When he doesn't, she decides that he's a total self-centered asshole, who held her back from her true desires, and whom she can't trust, and who doesn't love her. This pattern is a setup. The reason that it's a setup is, we're putting them in a zero-sum game. A zero-sum game that we're expecting them to willingly lose, and when they don't willingly lose, we decide they're not trustworthy and don't love us. We also decide that because they don't willingly lose, they're a horribly bad person. Here's the funny thing. The funny thing is, we're the one that put them in a zero-sum game there in the first place. Therefore, we're the one that can't be trusted. Here's the bottom line. We cannot put somebody in a lose-lose scenario of choosing to fight a zero-sum game or to self-sacrifice and call it love. The main reason that this dynamic I'm talking about occurs is because of incompatibility. And I'll be honest with you. Incompatibility is the thing that humans do not want to look at and accept in their human relationships with one another. 
when we don't want to recognize incompatibility, it's a huge problem. I'll tell you why. When we can't face incompatibility, the conflicts that arise because of differences that are non-harmonious cause us to fight for the rightness and goodness of our own preferences and choices. We fight for them by fighting against the other person's preferences and choices as if they are bad, wrong, or dysfunctional. The relationship eventually devolves into both people feeling shamed by the other. What it devolves into is this classic, you can't win the argument type of a deal where one person says, if you loved me, you wouldn't do this. And the other person says, if you loved me, you wouldn't ask me not to. Dynamic. It is very possible that we might find ourselves in a situation with someone where no matter how much we love them, there is no way to meet their needs and meet their desires or to create that alignment with them without hurting ourselves. In these moments, what we have to get is that love is not demonstrated by hurting ourselves for someone else's sake. We only learn that this is the definition of love from our childhoods, because this is what happened in our childhood relationships with our adult caregivers. They taught us that to love them was to let go of our needs and our desires and our personal best interests for theirs and for other people's. Because of this, our wires are absolutely crossed. The highest expression of love is not self-sacrifice, and I have to be honest with you, when people self-sacrifice, the reason they usually do that is because they want to be seen as good. So it's really self-centered, isn't it? I need to see myself as good and I need you to see me as virtuous and good. <laughs> what this essentially is, it's a zero-sum game played for the sake of personal happiness. And when we let somebody win that game in our childhood, we received praise for it and avoided consequences for it. This is ultimately what crosses those wires. One thing that must be understood when it comes to relationships is that we have a common way of refusing to see incompatibility. And it's by thinking that we know what somebody else's best interests are better than they do. Now, even in the hypothetical situation where you could potentially see what somebody's best interests were better than they could, here's the thing. It doesn't matter. In a relationship, all that really matters is what somebody thinks their best interests are. That's what you're up against when it comes to their own assessment of their needs and their desires, which are super important to consider. It is common when we can see that a person is making choices in their life based off unhealed wounding that we decide their best interest is to make the choice that we would want them to make. But we have to accept that a person has free will, and what counts is whether they see something as their best interest, not whether we see it as their best interest. If someone is unwilling or unable to align with your best interests, it is more likely an indication of incompatibility than it is an indication that your needs and desires are wrong or that they are a cruel, self-centered person who does not love you. In order to gain awareness around this, I want you to take out a piece of paper, and at the very top, I want you to write the sentence, if they loved me, fill in the blank. I want you to think about a situation where somebody acted as if they didn't love you. At least that was your perception. And I want you to fill in that blank as many times as you possibly could. For example, if they loved me, they wouldn't go on that trip. If they loved me, they would have canceled the meeting. If they loved me, they would have stayed loyal instead of cheated. If they loved me, they would have made an effort to impress my family. If they loved me, they would have known I was overworked and made dinner for me, etc. Then relative to these statements, I want you to see how many of them fit into this category of an expectation for them to put your best interests above their own. How many of these fall into the category of playing a zero-sum game where you expect them to willingly lose? 
if someone loves you, or if genuine love is something that you think should exist in a relationship, it is reasonable to expect them to take your best interests as part of their own so that they can caretake those best interests, and to directly address any incompatibility that exists between you mutually so as to decide what the highest and best for both of you is. What is not reasonable is to expect somebody to usurp their best interests for yours. You cannot expect somebody to abandon their best interests for your best interests. This is not love, and this is only going to spell absolute disaster for your relationships, because a person can't actually do this without resenting the absolute hell out of you. Needs conflicts naturally arise in relationships. You're going to see this in relationships a lot. More so <laughs> when there's incompatibility that exists. When these need conflicts arises, it's very easy to slip into a zero-sum game. That zero-sum game must be avoided if what you want is harmony in your relationships. You cannot define how trustworthy somebody is, how much of a good person someone is, or how much they love you by their willingness to lose a zero-sum game. When we take someone's best interests as a part of our own, it does not mean that we abandon ours. When we love someone, our own desires and needs do not get thrown out the window. It simply becomes easier to prioritize the various needs that exist. It simply makes it easier to see where incompatibility does and doesn't exist. When we experience an incompatibility, we can then find a third option. An arrangement whereby agreeing to changes, both people can feel the best that is possible in that given situation. The third option is not the same as compromise. Compromise is essentially, I'll take a little pain and you take a little pain. This is not what we're going for. With the third option, we're looking at a choice, a decision, or an arrangement that is the highest and best for both parties given the incompatibility, and deciding upon what this is together instead of unilaterally is what makes a relationship safe. Have a good week.